welcome to Silicon Slopes Live. Today's show is brought to you by the Silicon Slopes Hall of Fame, which is happening this exact month, the month of February. It is happening. Go to halloffame.siliconslopes.com for more details. It's going to be the greatest show ever uh, developed by any human being on Earth. Oh, so, it's a show? Yeah, it's, it's the greatest show on Earth. It's bigger That's than a show. Weird. It's an event. It's a show. It's the greatest thing ever. Make sure you check it out. Hall of Fame.SiliconSlopes.com. Today we're joined by Papa P, the editor, publisher of Silicon Slopes Newsroom. How are you, my friend? Fabulous and loving the new hairdo, buddy. Yeah, I got a haircut and um, I don't know. It's very, it's very slick. Huh? Look how I look like a Boy Scout here, <laughs> except for the mustache. Maybe I'll shave the mustache and just go clean, completely clean. We would welcome you to the, our tribe. <laughs> All right, let's get right into the news. Big news today is the Washington football team changed their name to the Washington Commanders. Um, I don't like it. I don't think that <laughs> makes any sense. Well, I don't know what Commanders means. Is that like a because they're in Washington, D.C. and because the Department they of wanted, Defense is there? They wanted to be associated with the military. That's why they chose oh. that. Yeah, that's and dumb as hell. The, that's dumber than I the, thought it would be. The commander in chief happens to be there as well of our fair nation. Yeah, dumb. You know what they should have done is uh, the Washington founders. Somebody needs to do founders. Mm, that would be I think founders one. would be cool. Although, you know what they should have done? Just kept it. They're the only team that had a football team. That's way cool. <laughs> That's actually way cool. The Washington football team, I thought that was a great name. I would definitely not have changed it. Just yeah. be the team. Like, be Washington. Like, we're Washington. Mm -hmm. We're the Washington football team. You already have. That's already a name. That's named after George Washington. Oh, true. Uh, what do you think about it? Um, it's... Uh, I, politically incorrect. Um, obviously, uh, Redskins is not appropriate, right? So they had to do something. I'm surprised it took as long as it did. Um, I, I'm kind of with you. The, rea the reality is the Washington football team is, is fine. Uh, but the challenge is the, the initials can make up a pretty crude um, acronym, right? Mm. And so you can't keep WTF. Right. So oh, WFT, right. The Washington team. So uh, it's, I think commanders is fine. It's, it, it, I agree with you. It's kind of lame. I would have gone with admirals. I think admirals would have been better, but you know, whatever. What were the, it says here on this sheet that Kelly wrote that the other uh, finalists were red hogs. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know. Even just hogs is cool. Washington yeah. hogs. I don't yeah. know. Red hogs. Admirals. That was one of them. Presidents and red wolves. I don't like that one. Yeah. Hogs is cool. Hogs is cool. It's a nickname, of course, for the Arkansas University of Arkansas. You know, but uh, let's see it, what the what does it look like? Have we shown the picture of their new uniforms, what they released uh, yeah, today? Pretty, pretty lame. They're pretty lame. So they, this is the Washington Commanders. Uh, they're sticking with it. I mean, they've got really cool colors. It's kind of hard to screw this up. 
Um, just because the colors are so great, I think. I think they have a great color scheme. Yeah. They'll be fine. I would have stayed with uh, the Washington football team, but um, this is the most I'll ever talk about it or care about it. <laughs> right there. Congrats to them. Uh, let's move on. This is something I actually do care about. The Utah Jazz. Yep. Um, and Joe Ingles went down. I, I, I was watching that game live. He drove in, knee buckled, and I said, that's it. That's it for Joe Ingles, and probably that's it for Joe Ingles' career in, in, in Utah um, for the Jazz. It could be the end of his career, actually, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which, which sucks. He tore his ACL. He's done for at least a season. It was against the T-Wolves. It's been a crazy, terrible month for the Utah Jazz, like one of the worst months in um, a long time, actually. Uh, but so they're, they're involved in all these trade rumors. Now, because people are like, oh, man, we had such a bad month. We need to get right the ship, that type of thing. And now Ingles is down. They're going to need some help on the wing. So they've discussed several options. Harrison Barnes seems to be at the top of everyone's list, including yeah. Danny Ainge's, who and Ainge was going after him when he was in the Celtics. Um, and now that Ainge is with the Jazz, he's going after the Barnes for us. The other ones are Covington, Robert Covington, Josh Richardson, Josh Okogie, um, Sacramento would like at least a first-round pick and any de- potential deal for Barnes is what they're saying. Uh, Danny Ainge, uh, they might trade Ingles or go after Bohan. Really? Don't trade Bohan. It's so dumb. So here's my thing that I would say about, yeah, yeah. That was this was a terrible month in, in January. It's not going to be a great February either in terms of win-loss record. The Utah Jazz are going to make the playoffs. We just need Rudy and Donovan to be healthy. Everyone keeps forgetting, like, Donovan and Rudy have not played. Uh, that's probably the big thing. <laughs> that's the big reason. I, I think the biggest story happening with the Utah Jazz right now is Donovan Mitchell has been out this long with a concussion. That is actually really scary. Like, what is going on there? How bad is this concussion? It seems like it's worse than maybe we were initially led to believe or we initially thought. Because he had a concussion. He was in concussion protocols the earlier this year, and, mm-hmm. and he bounced back from that quick. That's no joke. Concussion stuff ends careers, um, particularly in football. Concussion stuff doesn't happen too often in basketball. The fact that it's happened twice in one year, and he's been out this long, seems super concerning. What do you think, Papa P? Well... So multiple levels here. First of all, uh, all of my personal thoughts and prayers to Joe and to his family. Um, He's been an amazing piece of the Utah Jazz. Uh, I had a friend express that, and I agreed 100%. Joe has been not only one of the, the grandfathers on the team from a standpoint of age and experience, but mostly from a standpoint of age, but also he's just, Wise cracking, you know, go get it done, do what's necessary on and off the court, including talking smack to the players that he's going up against and the opposing teams and getting inside their head. It's actually been a really, really important part of the jazz makeup. And my friend said, he's really the glue that's held the jazz together. That's a big statement to make. So it's a huge loss for the jazz, not so much as in production. He's obviously slowed down a step because he's 34, I think it is. And, um, but you got to have somebody that you can just have as a, you know, set up 
corner three guy at a minimum and be at risk to actually knock down a three-point ball from anywhere at any time because uh, it opens up the inside. You have to defend that. And so – Yeah, we're going to need to replace him somehow. Um, yeah. Nobody's going to trade for him because – He's, Maybe he's because he's an expiring, but you don't get too much yeah. off of uh, off of expiring. I don't know. The here's here's the one thing I'll say about uh, Joe Ingles. I have occasionally been able to sit somewhat close uh, to ja- at jazz games, and I've always like when I saw LeBron James up close for the first time ever, I was so freaked out. Like he's way taller, bigger, faster than he looks on. T- like I was like blown away. And there's been a number of guys like that. When I saw DeMarcus Cousins when he was on the Kings prior to all these inter- in, uh, injuries, I've been like, holy crap, this guy is scary. Super scary. And just go down the list. Even like people you wouldn't expect to be like uh, unbelievably fast and scary, they're like amazing. Yeah. When I saw Joe Ingles up close, well, he is as slow as advertised. He may be slower. <laughs> he may actually be slower. Wow. Like, yeah, it was fascinating to see him all. <laughs> so everybody else really is going way fast, and this guy is going super slow. Yeah. And yeah. it works. It's it's a blow to the to lose Jingling Joe, and I've never I tweaked my knee, but thankfully not to the point that I needed surgery. But I did rupture my Achilles tendon years ago. One of the worst experiences I've ever had. I tore my labrum in my shoulder. Same type of thing. You know, I it's. It's apparently one of the worst, most painful experiences you can have. So, you know, God bless and, and good luck to him. And, you know, God bless Danny Inch because let's see if he can pull, you know, rabbit out of the hat again because the Jazz need uh, the right player. It's going to be tough to do. That's cool. God bless Danny Inch. Go yeah. get it. They'll, they'll all be fine. I love that we talk about Joe Ingles, so old, 34. He's, I'm two years older. I'm literally two years old. He's not dead. No, He'll he, be fine. Yeah, it, it, it harkens back to, I'm not dead yet. But, you know, from that standpoint, uh, before we get off this topic, though, I tell you what. LeBron James could be all everything in the NFL. as well. I mean, he would be one of the scariest defensive ends and one of the scariest tight ends ever to play in the National Football League had he decided to go that direction. This is why Steph Curry is so cool in the NBA. LeBron James, you look at him, and you're like, yeah, you should be uh, one of the greatest players to ever play of all time. You are that that body, that size, that physicality, that athleticism, that doesn't really exist anywhere else. He's as big as Carmelo, and he can, you know, it's crazy. You look at him, you look at Steph Curry, like you should not even be in the NBA. Yeah. And the fact that he is as good as he is and as fun as he is and all that type of stuff is fascinating. I love players who uh, go above and beyond what their physicality and athleticism exactly. allows them to do. And it, it's, it's beautiful. That's why I love John Morant. John Morant's amazing. Yeah, yeah. LeBron would be great anything he did athletic-wise. He would so. be um, unbelievable all right, uh, so let's go through the stories that you've been publishing. Everybody go to newsroom.siliconsilips.com to read these. First one, we're talking about gold. What's this gold thing? Well, so Utah never had the visibility that, you know, Sutter's Mill did and the foothills of the Sierra Nevada mountains back in the late 1840s. But 
Utah for a time was actually producing a fair amount of precious metals. At one point, Utah had the most prolific and successful silver mine in the world. And just here in central Utah, well, we published a story uh, late last week, and we've not talked about yet, about 50 miles south of the Bingham Copper Mine, there's this mine called Tintic Consolidated Metals. And it's an area that's been, you know, 17,000 acres. They've pulled gold out of there. They pulled silver out of there. They pulled copper out of there, zinc, lead. A Canadian firm just put down an agreement. They're buying Tintic Consolidated Metals for $177 million. And it like blew my mind. The more I dug into it, it was crazy. Based upon the amount that they're extracting of earth today, they're extracting about 45 tons of earth today. And their today's price point is $170,000 they're getting today. They actually think that they can push that up to annually $700 million in production in gold a year out of this mine. 50 miles south of Bingham Copper. It's near Eureka. And so the fact that they're paying $177 million cash in stock for this, um, this mine property down there, I thought, this is a big deal for Utah. There is gold in them, our hills. And uh, yeah, it kind of blew me away. I don't like that it's a Canadian company for some reason. <laughs> Well, it's not, chi- it's not China. It's not Russia. Come on. They're our neighbors. We're friends, right? Yeah. What's going on in Canada? They're, like their prime minister is like in a bunker. There's all these truckers uh, that are going uh, to the capital yeah. uh, protesting. I, or are they probably, probably COVID something? COVID. They're, they're protesting COVID. Rules. I haven't they been following it too much. They're, that prime minister guy is a little weird. The Trudeau guy. Remember when he did blackface and... Yeah, but he's like supposed to be like super progressive. The he's also fact that he attractive. survived that, yeah, the fact that he survived that blackface thing is pretty insane. But who knows? They are Canadians, you know. Bless their hearts. So yeah, who care? <laughs> Canada's Canada's like the country where like uh, you don't even why do you even spend money on defense? Like we got you. Just be up there. Just I mean, if we make some maple move, syrup and buy some gold from Utah. Yeah. I mean, if we wanted to move our, uh, our GDP, we'd just invade Canada and take over all the vast resources. And uh, seems like it'd be way uh, easy. These truckers like literally got the prime minister like underground. Exactly. So, <laughs> Which is so pretty, pretty funny. You know, we'd have Russia coming to the aid of Canada. That would be insane. So anyway. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think this is really cool. Congrats to Trixie Mine again. I don't. Whenever a foreign company buys like assets like this, it's kind of interesting, though, isn't it? Or do we not care? Again, it is Canada. You're right. If it was China, it'd be weird. Well, it, it's it's weird and interesting at the same time because most Utahns, and I think most Americans, don't think about Utah as being a center of mining, with the exception of you know, Rio Tinto with their copper mine, which of course you can see from out of space. Okay, fine. But people don't get typically very excited about copper. I mean, they don't, you don't hear financial advisors saying, go off and start, you know, socking away copper in your, in your basement. 
No, they say go get gold bullion and gold coins and you know certificates and stuff. The fact that um, this company, uh, OSISC, believes that this thing may be worth $700 million a year in production, uh, they may actually have stolen one of the biggest resources we have in the state. I don't like that. <laughs> they paid money. Shareholders agreeing. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's it's fine. So so Utah has been great with mining. In fact, we had a president, look this up, Kelly, who it was. There was a president of the United States that came to Price, Utah twice when we were like one of the world's biggest producers of coal. Price, Utah has a long history of um, coal mining in that area. That area used to be like the economic epicenter of our state. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's, it's no longer that. And they're still kind of reeling for like, well, how, well, how do we move on from the coal industry? So mining is a big thing. But yeah, I've never heard of us being like into the gold or silver or, or copper. That is interesting. Yeah, invite, invite your, your viewers to, to go check out the story. Uh, there's, I mean, they first, it was 1870 when mining first began there. And it's because somebody stumbled across an outcropping of actual silver on the surface. Hmm. In the case of the Pintic Consolidated Mining, um, they're down around 1,800 feet below ground. So, hmm. yeah. Well, good for them. Good for Canada. Yeah. Con congratulations, <laughs> Canada. You got us this time. Yeah, exactly. I guess it doesn't matter. All right. Uh, we've, uh, uh, did you find out what president it was? Mm -mm. It didn't happen. No president's ever come to no. Utah once. There's no record of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Root. Root is, uh, is a unicorn now. They've uh, raised $200 million in Series B funding. Uh, they're based in both Silicon Slopes as well as Los Angeles. They're now worth $1.25 billion. That's their valuation, at least. Uh, tell us about this. This is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, look, in, in disclosure standpoint, Root is a sponsor of Silicon Slopes. We appreciate that. Uh, but they were not on my radar at all. And this announcement crossed my desk. And I'm like, who the crap is Root or Route? However, they actually pronounce it themselves. Yeah, I think like, it might be Route. I think I said that wrong. Yeah, no, it, it depends upon if you're Easterner or Westerner. But anyway, um, Route got its start a little over four years ago now, I think it was, because their CEO, a successful entrepreneur who had actually grown a company and sold it off, Evan Walker, was frustrated because he shipped something and then it got lost and nobody could help him figure out where the crap his lost package went. And he dug around and he's like, well, UPS is terrible at this. FedEx is terrible at this. The Postal Service is terrible at this. Sounds like a problem. And so he and some of his buddies got together and started this company route Initially, it was all about tracking packages. Hmm. And it's like, uh, okay, but it allowed manufacturers and e-commerce merchants to add that as a feature on their own e-commerce sites. And then for a few pennies on the dollar, those same merchants were able to say, hey, would you like to get insurance for like 50 cents, a buck, so that in case your package gets lost or it gets damaged, we'll just automatically replace it for you. And what these merchants and e-commerce partners found was that was like a no-brainer. People had no problem paying an extra 50 cents, 75 cents, a dollar. 
And so that's what they were doing. Except the value is in not tracking the packages or in the insurance. It's in the data. Hmm. That's where the real money is. You know, without getting too geeky, the whole technology explosion that started in the 70s and has continued to roll forward, started with semiconductors, started with networking, then went to the internet, and now, and then of course software, today it's all about data. And because these guys are working with over 11,000 partners and over 5 million people have downloaded their app, when you log in, Route then can say, hey, you bought these things in the past. We think you might be interested in this. And all of a sudden, they're doing e-commerce enablement and their valuation just goes mm. through the roof as a result of that. Well, congrats so, to Route. It, it, it's fascinating how many companies are now hitting unicorn status so quickly. Like this yeah. used to be such a rare thing. Now it seems like once a week we're getting this, um, which is beautiful. Congratulations to them. Thanks, okay. my friend. Always good to see you. You as well. Thank you. Love that's it. Like that's said. it for today. Don't forget to check out the Hall of Fame. It's halloffame.siliconsolves.com. Signing off for Papa P, Kelly Jensen, and Weston Tanner. My name is Clint Betts, and this has been another episode of Silicon Slopes Live.